0: for voter suppression? That's
1: so 60 years ago, but hey, groovy, man. Or you can choose to open your eyes. We've been fighting the same voting rights and integrity crap for over 60 years. The only thing that has changed is now they totally control our elections, and technology makes it easier for them. We've been taught to spend our time looking here when we really should be looking here... And here, and here, watching for voter intimidation? Watch what happened at polling places? Yeah, right. Would you even know an election hack if you saw one? We all know the government tactic of, hey, look over here, folks, when the deception really takes place over here. The GOP brags about 80,000 poll watchers. Again, groovy, man. But so 60 years ago, the problem is we have 175,141 Good poll morning, and welcome That's to Poll to War. I'm
2: Hannah Lehr
1: on i Phil. Not even at half of the places people can vote. Not too groovy, is it? Change with the time mm. They
2: shut it time down and three and a, a half.
1: And knowledge base upgrade. Quit falling for falling short. Stand up, stand out, and become an election integrity expert. Your county, not country. Your county needs you. You have to upgrade to stay ahead. While you're busy challenging an individual voter, the system is stealing and compromising every vote. Remember this quote? I did not see evidence of fraud that would have affected the outcome uh, of the election. Yeah, it's because you keep looking for that one off bad voter. Or you can save your country and take on the whole corrupt system. Become an election integrity expert. It is everything the system, the deep state, and the uniparty does not want you to know. America is burning down right before our eyes. Grab a fire axe and join the firefight. Fireaxe.academy is an audio and visual based online training program which will transform you into a real election integrity expert learn hundreds of ways our elections are rigged broken undermined and stolen right under our noses but you can't fix what you have no idea is broken being blind and ignorant is exactly what the system wants Fight the system, break the system, become a fire axe and cut through the crap. Or if we keep pulling ourselves looking here, then there is no way we can stop ourselves from arriving here. You don't need a 60 year old black and white TV set to see clearly in black and white how our elections are rigged and stolen. Join the fight to save America. Sign up for fireaxe.academy today. Time is running out fireact.academy
3: We've got all the right in the world on our side, and there ain't no reason to be afraid, and there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on, because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellybacked, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got? We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, that was Americans. Quezon, that was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud to remember who we are. That we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive. Not only surviving life. So guys, it's time to put on our packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. Our fight is not for us all those generations that's going to come to hide. Let's save
4: America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
5: Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians? The elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media in the gender confused emotional socialist snowflake crowd Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic it all begins with a massive mental enema freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking your host Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer he's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap you've seen him on virtually every television network and listen to on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common they all need to cut that crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer.
1: Hey there folks, von Hutton Pulitzer, welcome to Cut the Crap. We're going to be talking today about some crap, culture, race, and American politics, specifically culture, race, and American politicians. And the topic is we cannot outvote ballot corruption. I must apologize at the top of the program while everybody was getting ready for their feed, sometimes we you know, play music, so you have a chance to settle on your feed. We had a sound problem. You probably heard some bleed over. I apologize for that. This show is for you, so ultimately you direct the show. I was watching on Rumble. One of our longtime family members there, Mr. Hayter, said, fire the sound guy. Thank you very much for joining our program today. See you later. Okay, I'm only kidding. I'm the one that did it. I was trying to get my buttons ready, folks, and I hadn't had any coffee. So slap the sound guy on the hand. It's uh, not a bad thing to do, but hey, I was trying to get it geared up. I'm trying to get ready, right? I'm trying to make it right for you. I don't know what the hell happened. I had everything queued up. It's all on my fingertips. If you could see in here, right, and you could see everything, you would see just all these monitors and wall monitors and wrap around me where I could watch all the feeds and stuff. I have no idea what happened. (laughs) But uh, I must have clicked a button, and then it pushed your button. And then I got to push your button back. So welcome to the program, folks. We're going to be talking about something, all kidding aside, that's very seriously. And I'm just going to call it like it is, and that's why I'm not on radio right now. The GOP is bound and determined to fuck you out of your 2024 vote. I'm not sure if I can make that statement any more direct. We wouldn't have had what happened in 2020 and in 2022 if the GOP would have not enabled it. And the GOP... Is either, well, I I know that we, I know we have a uniparty folks. So the GOP has either already 100% bought in, or the GOP is literally the party GOP of grumpy old politicians that are dumber than a fucking stump. And so and and by the way the grassroots are infiltrated too with GOP cronies, rhinos, etc. So I'm talking today about the GOP greedy old politicians because I'm telling you there is nothing nothing you should do To me, a recommendation by the GOP is like following instructions on how to run a government that Barack Obama gives you. It's that stupid, and it's that obvious. They're telling you to do something that will destroy you. I just want you to understand that. I will make no apologies to the GOP, none. And I'll kind of tell you how the GOP works. And the GOP in Virginia, there's a person that's amongst the precincts and running stuff and doing stuff, had a discussion with somebody about my work. And this GOP person said, I would not trust Jovan. And the person said, why? And here's the here's the person's response. He's a treasure hunter. And the person said, what in the hell? Do you-? He's a treasure hunter. And you have to be crooked and a crook to treasure hunting because that's grave robbing. That is what a member of the... Virginia GOP said of why they would not listen to what I said. And then that same Virginia GOP person said, you know, I've hired a lot of people in my time, recruited a lot of people to businesses, and I wouldn't even hire Vaughn. So this is the problem we have. And those are the type of people we have in GOP politics, Right. But, folks, to many of the people out there in those GOV local politics, do not bother pulling your fucking dentures out of your water glass overnight. Stay your ass in bed. Because your fucking flintlock tactics of fighting this war are going to get us all murdered. If you want to upgrade, that's totally fine. If you want to upgrade. But if you think because you've been in the party for 800 years. Which is only about 100 years short of how long Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden have been in politics. Then keep your fucking dentures in your little glass water beside your bed. Don't get up. Don't get into this fight. We'll fight for you. I'll make sure you're safe. But we'll fight for you. And by the way, those of you long in the tooth in the GOP, if your shit worked, just simple, if your shit worked, we wouldn't have Pelosi and Biden. We'd have never gotten Obama, and we wouldn't be in the position we're in. Yes, I just made about 10,000 more enemies. I don't care. I will call you out on your limp, flaccid suggestions of what should happen to our country. Because I tell you what, you don't even understand this war because you think the fix is poll watching and canvassing. And by the way, yeah, it worked when gas was fucking 25 cents a gallon. And so I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if you are offended by me calling the truth, just shut off this program. Oh, by the way, if you're offended and need me to curb my tongue, cut off this program. Here's what's interesting. You can still shut off the program. I can still think you're a damn fool and I'm still going to fight for you and I'm going to get it right, and I'm going to help as many people as possible get it right. That's how much I can set you aside and totally dislike what you stand for and your lack of mental acumen, but can still put my country first because you don't even get in the way of me. I will just plow through it. And so today, I am going to Cause some things like it is. For many of you, it may be hard. It may be hard. Only thing I ask is, listen to the message, if you can, and understand, we are being dealt the final hand which will permanently end the United States of America. And it's not coming to you as a Democrat. It is not coming to you as a communist. It's not coming to you as a socialist. It's coming to you as your friendly GOP, conservative, Republican friend. Half of it's by design. Half of it's by just total Ignorance. A few little background parts. Why I even am bringing this up is there is now a full court press on uh, to talk about ballot harvesting. What brought this topic up for me was that there was a debate called. And Stars 5000 on Rumble says, cuss words aren't even strong enough anymore for all this shit. And you are right. I can't be intense and hard and vulgar enough to describe what's going on. Here's what happened. The fellow on the right shining at you is Matt Brainerd. The fellow on the left, you know, is Mike Lindell. They went on Tim Poole's podcast because Matt challenged Mike to a early voting election debate. That is this is just the top level of what I'm gonna discuss today. If you watch my Twitter. I, As soon as the quote-unquote debate was over, I started giving a few little comments. Some people are saying it was a frustrating debate. It's because two people that supposedly came on Tim Pool's podcast to debate, should we do mail-in ballots or not? for various reasons, aren't qualified to sit in that seat. Now, before you get pissed off, yes, I just kind of criticized Mike Lindell, but put a pin in it for a moment so you understand what I'm saying. And I love and support Mike Lindell. And I would tell Mike Lindell the same thing. So don't think I'm saying something that I wouldn't say in front of Mike Lindell. Matt Brainerd. Um, Matt's claim to fame, okay, claim to fame is he was a former data chief for the Trump campaign. Now, a lot of people rode the Trump train when he got elected, and I helped him get elected. And his claim to fame is he has been documenting... Documenting uh, election uh, integrity. He does something called the Voter Integrity Project, which, by the way, somebody else was doing. It's not his project. He took the name and he ran with it. But that's okay. That's different. Um. So, Matt. Went from what he called the voter integrity product, and now he's a uh, project, and now he's got some 5013 C. It's relatively new. He started in 2015, right? And then has now set up a nonprofit. And so that's Matt Brainerd's fame uh call to fame. Okay, let me see if I can find his bio real quick. I'm going to read it for you. By the way, I reached out to Matt Brainerd. I reached out to Tim Poole. I reached out to Matt Brainerd's people, the whole bit. And Matt Brainerd's organization is called Look Ahead America. Look Ahead America. That's his... um, Donation thing. I'll read you his bio uh, and leadership, um, etc. And here's here's the three part team leadership of Matt Brainerd. And I'm telling you this: I have never talked with Matt Brainerd. Have tried many times, never done it. Here is Matt Brainerd's time. Uh, time okay, I've asked Matt Brainerd to come on, etc., etc., etc. Reading his bio exactly as they put it, Matt Brainer, executive director. Matt Brainer is the former director of data and strategy for the Trump campaign. He drafted and executed the strategy of targeting low propensity voters, who had a high affinity for President Trump. He is the president of Brainerd Group, a political and digital strategy firm. He has worked uh, for over he has worked for over 100 federal, state, and municipal candidates and many national advocacy organizations and nonprofits. He previously worked on messaging and survey research for Frank Lutz, was a senior redistricting and election administration analyst at election data services, and served for three election cycles In the Republican National Committee's political analyst department, prior to joining the Republican National Convention in 1996, Matt was field coordinator for uh, Buchanan for president. After the 2020 general election, Matt founded and led the Voter Integrity Project to discover illegal ballots and other voting anomalies. I'm going to show you what I'm reading from. I'm sharing it across the platforms for each of you guys. Some of you are saying, or lunch, lunch? where have I heard that name before? But I'm going to share this to you so you can actually see um, where I'm getting the information. Okay, give me a minute. i got to go back and find exactly where I've got it. Okay, now, he's the top dog. I'm giving you this just to he may not be a person you've heard of. I want you to have background so you can judge for yourself. His head of research director is Ian Camacho. Here's what he says. During the aftermath of the 2020 general election, Ian Camacho co-led several hundred volunteers to investigate various claims of voter fraud. COLED. The group discovered thousands of post office boxes disguised as apartment se- uh, suites and units. With the help of Matt Brainerd, these fines made their way into SCOTUS rulings and briefings. Prior to that, with no idea what would happen, Ian repaired machines wrote basic and technical training manuals as a subcontractor for Smartmatic in Los Angeles while writing and editing for Total Seminars. Uh, Here's what it means. He worked for a company called Total Seminars. He wrote training for the Smartmatic machines. Previously, Capital One acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. I'll reread that. Previously, Capital One acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. One second. Going back, Capital One acquired his patent application designed to combat Bank fraud and increase accountability. Ian brings his humor and passion in writing, researching, and project management to look ahead America with the aim of restoring voter integrity and trust in our institutions. Somebody said, Hey, Matt, what's in your wallet? <laughs> Hang on a second. You're going to, we'll have a little fun with this. Again, I'm just reading you bios. And then the last person that makes up his team is Julie Fisher, National Field Director. Julie Fisher is from a very conservative family in Montana, but it wasn't until working as a volunteer for Donald J. Trump for president in 2016 that she found her passion for activism for the future of our republic. She became a precinct and state committee man, woman, receiving an award for Outstanding Precincts Committee Man in 2020, worked as a field organizer for Trump Victory 2020, and worked for the deputy state director for Arizona 51 Voter Project, and she assisted Ken Bennett, state liaison in Arizona, Randy Pullen, Arizona former lawmaker, and worked with them on the Maricopa County 2020 election audit. You've heard those names before. Let's go back and look at Mr. Camacho, Ian Camacho. I've invited him to be on the program. For two years and six months, he has been the research director, supposedly, at uh, Look Ahead America, Inc. Uh he basically says, and, and here's his credentials. He researched multiple companies to file nonprofit registrations in all states. Uh, he oversaw the creation of Look Ahead America's Wikipedia article, which also contributed to edits and revisions. By the way, that's a violation of Wikipedia You can't populate your own Wikipedia. But I didn't say that out loud. He edited and contributed to the J4J6 rally Wikipedia page for increased accuracy and neutrality. He was a guest lecturer at NYU 2021 regarding data cleaning and statistical analytics. He did long and short-form media interviews on radio, print, podcast, and web. He was a speaker on stage at the J6 Solidarity Rally in Washington D.C., he booked guests and speakers for Ask Me Anythings on Discord. Uh, he moderated a group with over three thousand members in Discord. He led to two. He led two protest rallies in uh, Tennessee and Kansas. Uh, he organized a candlelight vigil in Austin, Texas, and led several local volunteers. He wrote and submitted letters to the United Nations regarding human rights biases, abuses. He performed background checks on potential employees, even contacting their references. Uh, he researched religious organizations to approach uh, to approach the Georgia Patriotic Souls to the poll project and resulting in three counties starting Sunday voting and resulted in record high voter turnout. He led a question and answer session in Cherokee County Board of Elections. He oversaw various research reports resulting in some Georgia counties removing 100% of all challenged voters registered at post office boxes. He, 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 oversaw research reports, period. Other people did work. He edited them. Those people did work and got them removed from the roles, et cetera, et cetera. You do have to understand uh, prior to his two years and six months at Look Ahead America, he was a contributing writer freelance. Uh, He was an editor full time for about eight months for total seminars that's the smartmatic part. He was a repair technician. Uh, actually he was at the he was at the junior service desk where he created simplified training manuals and walkthroughs, trysting repairs. Before that, he was a promotional rep, working brand and, and, and ambassadors. Uh, he was before that a, a freelance self-employed filmmaker and script fu- supervisor. Uh, he actually got transportation cost on a on a local uh, independent homemade budget film. He got transportation cost covered. Uh, he was the cafe ambassador, cafe ambassador and a bank concierge for capital one full time. remember that. in other words, he worked at a bank. He was a free law, a freelance transcriptionist and for 1 month in Los Angeles he was a sketch comedy writer In Los Angeles he wrote sketch comedy with Comedy Central's Trip Tank Before that, he was a producer in Los Angeles. This is where he negotiated a free bus, gas, driver, time, insurance, and film permit for the movie Pony Man. He was another eight months, a, a, a executive assistant to the president, that Schumacher management. Uh, Before that, he was an assistant for a year to the vice president at Bolschwald. Before that, he was a freelance production assistant. Now, I'm going to go back to Mr. Camacho. And this is very important, folks. And there's a very important reason I'm doing this. Please just stare with me. And and I haven't heard back from any of these guys. It's okay. But I want to read something to you previously previously capital 1 acquired his patent application previously capital 1 acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and accountability i'm giving you the exact uh, the exact quote Now, there's a reason I'm doing this, because they're raising money. They just did this big pitch. They just did this uh, thing with Mike Lindell. I, I'm just kind of, you know, you, you you can read it yourself, but Capital One acquired uh, his patent. You got that? I have to short it, a bit. so you, you got it across all the platforms, I think now. Previously, Capital One acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. Now, you do understand, I think most of you understand uh, that I know patents like the back of my hand. Is that okay? Can, can we agree on that? That this happens to be one of my expertise? Now the quote is, and this is what they do: going around to people to get them involved. Here's one of the people sitting in the room. His his patent was acquired by uh, Capital One uh, to combat bank fraud and and uh, increase accountability. Now, if you want. I'm sending you the patent, okay. and you can look at it on your own. I would invite you to take the patent I just sent you. You can follow along with me if you want. You click on the page anywhere where there's no uh, text. You right mouse click, or you you click it. You just do Control-F control f and you type in the word fraud f r a u d fraud okay now if you can hear my computer beeping remember capital one acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase in accountability so when you go to the patent and you type in the word fraud the word fraud does not appear in this patent anywhere if you type in the word security I mean these are great keywords there is one word in the patent that says security the patent link is for swag not bank banking hold on don't get too ahead of don't get a don't go too far ahead of me There is the mention of security by one word, and it says, or a biometric security reader. Now, I'm gonna tell you what the patent is. The patent is titled Swag Weighted Inventory Fast Tracker. Swag Weighted Inventory Fast Tracker. There's a reason I'm doing this, just bear with me please. A computer implemented program of promotional item inventory, meaning gift bags, giveaways. A computer implemented method of promotional item inventory management as described. An access control module may receive a credential from a user, a process circuit may verify a validity of the credentialed user and retrieve an activity log associated with the user from the server. The processor may retrieve a current stock level, how many how many swag bags do they have in inventory, from memory and provide a recommendation based to the users on the user's activity log, current stock level and a popularity factor. Hey, when you come into the bank, swipe your card. We'll know all the gifts we've given you for open accounts. We'll look at the inventory gifts, and we'll look at how active you are, and we can decide what new promotional item we could give you to keep you as a bank customer. I continue. The process uh, circuit may receive a response to the item recommendation from the user, grant access, blah, fuckity, blah, blah, fuck, blah, blah, fuck, blah. Now, I want to go back to what this organization promotes in their thing. Previously, Capital One acquired his patent application designed to create accountability. I want you to understand one thing. It doesn't say Capital One acquired his patent, it says, Capital One acquired his patent application. Now, when you look at the patent, which you can do in the link I gave you, you can click and jump right to the patent. The patent does, in fact, belong to Capital One Services LLC, LLC. okay? And basically, this is a way that you can make sure you're not giving the same promotional gift free away for opening an account, to the same person. It is about promotional items recommendation. Here's the claim, a computer implemented method for generating a promotional item recommendation. In other words, which free item should we give you based upon the inventoried promotional item that we have in stock. The bio states, previously Capital One acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. So yes, technically, if you got a toaster and you came in to get a second toaster because you loved a lot of toast toasting at once well the bank doesn't want that so the bank wants to know hey did we give you the toaster well you can't get another toaster you fucking grifter right you can't take the coasters and sell it on ebay you only qualify for a salad slicer You can't upgrade to the cheek spreader. Now, the reason it says Capital One on here, the reason it says Capital One, okay? And I'm putting this in there too. These are not my facts. These are his facts. The reason he put Capital One in there. Oh, that's right. Just saved the toaster campaign. The reason he put Capital One in there is because if you look at his bio on LinkedIn, he was, in fact, a bank concierge, the greeter at the bank door in Santa Monica, California. Uh, if you're a LinkedIn person, you'll find it. Somebody says uh, says LinkedIn, doesn't find. Let me try another way to do it. Maybe you can't see the details just because you're not a member. I'll, I'll I'll send you another link. Maybe you can see it this way. It might let you see it. Okay, so why am I even sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because facts matter. Matt Brainerd. Everybody claims they work for Trump. Try this. Did that one page not found? Oh, you probably have to be on LinkedIn to see it. No big deal. Maybe you're not on LinkedIn. Doesn't matter. But words matter. And you could You can imagine these guys walking in the room. I'm Matt Brainerd. I taught President Trump everything they know. I got I got President Trump elected. Uh, this is my second in command. You know, Capital One bought his patents to prevent bank fraud. Now, I want to understand, do you know what a patent application is? Does anybody know what a patent application is? Well, see, a patent application is when you very first file the patent. Are you with me so far? When you very first file the patent. Now, this patent was filed, okay? This patent was filed on April 24, 2018. Now, if we go look at uh, where Ian was in 2018, okay, in April of 2018, and we look at his profile, where he says he worked as a bank concierge, imagine that, where he was a cafe ambassador, meaning, hey, w- would you like some coffee at Bank Concierge? Well, he was in Santa Monica, California, and he was there from May twenty, May 2017 to May 2018 for one year and one month. He led workshops. He helped potential applicants uh, watch the money coach, Right. Uh, He had the most volunteer hours ever for 2017, and he was the Perks Award winner, Perks Award winner, meaning Employee of the Month, August for 2017 and February 2017. He left in May 18. Now, I want to help you understand this. Very carefully in Matt Brainerd's why people should work with his organization, right? Look up Funding America or whatever it is, look up America. And this is very critical. And this is what leads me into the rest of the story. They promote that Capital One, big organization, acquired his patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. By the way, this patent is not about bank fraud. This patent is also not about accountability unless you're wanting to know how many of those free toasters do we have in stock to give away. Now, the reason I point this out is because Matt Brainerd, who volunteered for the Trump organization and became some sort of data person, challenged Mike Lindell to a debate regarding should we harvest ballots? And by the way, you probably caught it, but I want to let you know. Companies do not buy patent applications. Company buy patents. And the reason that is critically important to understand that, that companies don't buy patent applications, okay, Is because an application is basically just that. It's just an application. Is that a, do you under do you understand what I'm saying? It's just an application. It's not a patent at all. It it is not a patent. Now you also have to understand if you understand how to read these things. That keyword is application, not a patent. And just so you know, it is. Uh, hang on let me check I just want to make sure I got this right bear with me one second I got I gotta look this up I just want to make sure I got the exact date the uh, patent was in fact filed on uh, filed, let me get this date. I just want to zoom this up because I, I want you to be able to read it yourself. I'm going to send you a few links, folks. I'm doing this because I want you to understand the battle, right? I just want you to understand the battle before I get into it. So I've now sent every one of you the patent application. The patent was filed on April 24, 2018. April 24, 2018. So we've got 2018 to 2019, 19 to 20, 20 to 21, 21 to 22, 22 to 23, five years ago. So it's not a patent. You understand it's not a patent until the patent's filed. But there is one very important consideration that any patent uh, must, let me find it, hang on. I got to adjust my screen. Bear with me one moment. Close, back open. There's a reason I'm going over all of this and I'm about to jump into it. I just want you to bear with me, folks. Because I want to show you the fight we fight and why we lose. Here it is, the patent application. I want you to look at the bottom of the screen. What is the status of the patent? Oh, that's right. That's right. The patent is abandoned. Status, abandoned. Now, I want you to understand very quickly, when these companies promote stuff, sold to Capital One, I want to tell you the vast extent. When you work for a company like Capital One, and you come up, he got no money from the patent, Shannon Bridge, so does he have to give the money back? He made no money. He didn't sell it. That's what I'm trying to say. He was an employee for Capital One that threw out an idea. The company goes, hey, that's an interesting idea. The company filed it. By law, they're required to mention his name. But then they found out it couldn't be patented. It was useless. He got no money. Capital One did not acquire his patent from him. By the way, when you look at the patents and you look at how they change hands, You can see who acquired patents. You can see if they were granted, if they were filed, and if somebody took them over and bought them. No, they did not pay him for the idea. That is not how it works. It's it, it's all spin, it's all trash, it's all garbage. Well, I guess you can say they did pay him for the patent. He got his weekly paycheck. So let me ask you a question. Previously, Capital One acquired the patent application designed to combat bank fraud and increase accountability. Total bullshit. Now, after all that setup, by the way, I only covered one person in this three-person organization. I did not talk to their chief, and I did not actually talk to, <laughs> I did not actually, anybody in the world can file an idea for a patent. I did not talk to or talk about the one lady in their organization, you decide for yourself, but she worked for Ken Bennett as a Senate liaison, Maricopa County. And by the way, you do understand that Ken Bennett was planted in the Arizona audit. Ken Bennett misrepresented how many ballots. Books still have not been found. Him and Randy Pullen counted it off-site. Randy Pullen was placed in. Ken Bennett was kicked off the floor. Randy Pullen was behind it. Randy Pullen was the one that offered Doug Logan, $2 million if they wouldn't use my information. That is who the third person is in this organization. Now, we're going to cover this. And the reason we're going to cover it is because we're under attack from the GOP. The GOP is telling you right now, get out. And ballot harvest. And yes, anyone in the world at any time can file for a patent. The GOP is telling you to get out and ballot harvest, get out and ballot harvest, get out and ballot harvest. And ballot harvest means pick up people's unused ballots or vote ballots and transport them and make sure you got to do them. And the GOP always says, go canvas, get inactive voters. Can I ask you a question? Do you believe that Biden got inactive voters to win? Yeah, he did. But technically, he got inactive voters. But what kind of inactive voters were they? That's right, fraudulent. And so now you understand why I say we cannot outvote ballot corruption. We cannot outvote ballot corruption. Because if it was about getting out to vote, which, in fact, Donald J. Trump is the master that got people to get off their ass. In the system in 2020, did we outvote it? You better fucking damn right. We outvoted it. But. Was the corrupt system better because they had ballot corruption? You're right. They had ballot corruption. So now the GOP is attempting to tell you to ballot harvest, early voting. Now, let me ask you a question. You understand there's two types of voting. There is voting on election day. There is voting early, which is synonymous with mail-in ballots. So if, so if, ready, for so if, so if you're going to collect early ballots, what must be in effect? You're right. They must have mail-in ballots in effect. So here's the con. The GOP, in order to make sure everybody goes to mail-in ballots because it keeps everybody in power, is telling you, you got to get the early voters in. You got to get the ones that don't vote, the low propensity voters. We got to activate them. And because they've told you all this time. Okay? And by the way, do not post J Valentine links in my broadcast. Never again post J Valentine and fractal fucking bullshit con, which I still haven't covered in my broadcast ever. One second. Just just don't do it. I don't want to change the subject, but you just put Jay Valentine up as an expert. And that's a different story. Now, See, that's the con. People use the right words, so you never look into people's backgrounds. Led the team that did the bank fraud. Hired a group of contractors that happened to be the team. Greg Powell, get the fuck out of here. Be ready for tonight's event. <laughs> be ready for tonight's event. We have no users. The stuff in the stuff in uh fucking rumbles trash. Anyway. You do understand in order to get in order to get ballot harvesting, the only way you can harvest a ballot But see Noskin Rhodes, the article outlines ways not to fractal. No, I, I nothing with J Valentine. I I until I can vet it, don't post it. I do not support that. I don't support that. It's it's another con that's going on. But I digress. You do understand the only way you can ballot harvest is early voting and mail-in ballots must be in place. Do you understand? Early voting must be in place. Now, I have a question to ask you. If early voting is mail-in ballots... And mail-in ballots is the problem. But the GOP, no, it's activating voters. We got to do it in advance. Do you understand what they're doing to you? I'm going to let you watch something. I want you to watch. It's about six minutes. Here is part of... Noskin says other ways they cheat and it doesn't mention fractal. Where do you think that information comes from? Do you not understand you're sitting here with the source that exposed every one of this and now these guys take it and regurgitate it like they did it? Show some respect for my team's work. Please, please show some respect. I know everybody in the world from Professor Clements and everybody else regurgitates my team's work. Please don't put out other people who regurgitate my work. It's, I find it offensive to me that you, watching me, can't even discern who fucking did the work. I want you to listen to the current GOP pitch while I take a six-minute break to gain my composure, but you need to watch this. Ready? Here is somebody I like, Scott Pressler. I like him. Here you go.
6: Let me explain to you why I'm pushing for early voting. Here's the reason. We together must make Joe Biden a one-term president.
1: How is that a reason? We must make, here's the reason I'm pushing early voting. So we make Joe Biden one-term president. Now I'm going to play the whole thing uninterrupted. I like Scott. I love Scott. Here you go.
6: Let me explain to you why I'm pushing for early voting. Here's the reason. We together must make Joe Biden a one-term president. Need I say more? Real quick, let's go through it. Number one, do you guys know who Carrie Lake is? Who's that? And it's criminal what happened in the great state 48. It's criminal, but it showed something to us. We told the opposition what we were going to do. We told them our plan. Why in football would we tell the opposition where we're going to throw it? And 30% of machines go down in Maricopa County on what day? Election day.
1: Now this totally pisses me off. Because everybody knew to vote on election day. Because the mail-in ballot is the rig. Now, here's Scott. Prior to his election experience, it was restaurant raider work. I know Scott. I like what he does. He's a hero. He gets out in the field. He's got a lot of people following him. But what does he know about ballots, audits, audits? Or how they do it. That's it. And what he said was tell you, you told the opposition your plan, you're going to wor- walk in on election day. That is so short sighted, it's ridiculous. Let me tell you why. Because, see, if Scott or anybody else did the fucking audits, they would know that the first rig they used in 2020 was the Sharpie scam. And on 130,000 ballots, the very first team in history to audit that stuff was mine. And we found out they tricked the machines because 130,000 ballots had 2.9 million in additional votes on them. Now, because we caught it, it's about catching it. They adjusted in 2022 to rob it from Kerry. Now, he says, and they rigged the machines not to work. Yes, for voting day. But you know fucking what, Scott? The fucking election was over before election day. So vote early. That's our plan. And it's not really telling our plan early. Do you see this? Do you see this mistake? And it's because they're trying to lock people into this stuff. And they're trying to convince people of this stuff. And they don't even know what they're talking about. So let me get a little forward.
6: And 30% of machines go down in Maricopa County on what day? Election day. Then in Harris County, Texas, because look, I listen. And you say to me, Scott, one day, one vote, one paper ballot. I understand that. I hear that. I acknowledge that. Harris County, Texas, ran out of paper ballots on what day?
1: Who told you they were going to play like they're going to run out of paper? He's trying to lead you to believe so many people voted they ran out of paper. That is juvenile. But that's why you have a child up there telling you how to run elections. I love Scott. They didn't run out of elections because too many people showed up That doesn't matter to the GOP. They ran out of paper because it was designed that way. Who told you two years before the 2022 election, here is what they're going to do? I told you right here. Now that I said, here's going to be one of the next rigs. They're going to say they ran out of paper. Now, if everybody would have fucking listened to what I already discovered forensically in these precincts, what would they have focused on? Tracking the paper like I told them, making sure they had enough. Did they do it? No, they did not do it. And why did the GOP not pay attention? Because they're in on it. I need a break. Be right back. Oh, watching for voter suppression? That's so 60 years ago, but hey, groovy, man. Or you can choose to open your eyes. We've been fighting the same voting rights and integrity crap for over 60 years. The only thing that has changed is now they totally control our elections and technology makes it easier for them. We've been taught to spend our time looking here when we really should be looking here And here. And here. Watching for voter intimidation? Watch what happened at polling places? Yeah, right. Would you even know an election hack if you saw one? We all know the government tactic of, hey, look over here, folks, when the deception really takes place over here. The GOP brags about 80,000 poll watchers. Again, groovy, man. But so 60 years ago, the problem is we have 175,141 voting precincts. That's an average of one Single poll watcher, not even at half of the places people can vote. Not too groovy, is it? Change with the time, folks. Time for a technology and knowledge base upgrade. Quit falling for falling short. Stand up, stand out, and become an election integrity expert. Your county, not country, your county needs you. You have to upgrade to stay ahead. While you're busy challenging an individual voter, the system is stealing and compromising every vote. Remember this quote? I did not see evidence of fraud that would have affected the outcome uh, of the election. Yeah, it's because you keep looking for that one-off bad voter. Or you can save your country and take on the whole corrupt system. Become an election integrity expert. It is everything the system, the deep state, and the uniparty does not want you to know. America is burning down right before our eyes. Grab a fire axe and join the firefight. FireAx.academy is an audio and visual-based online training program which will transform you into a real election integrity expert. Learn hundreds of ways our elections are rigged, broken, undermined, and stolen right under our noses. But you can't fix what you have no idea is broken. Being blind and ignorant is exactly what the system wants. Fight the system, break the system, become a fire axe and cut through the crap. Or if we keep pulling ourselves looking here, then there is no way we can stop ourselves from arriving here. You don't need a 60-year-old black and white TV set to see clearly in black and white how our elections are rigged and stolen. Join the fight to save America. Sign up for FireAxe.Academy today. Time is running out fireaxe.academy. Sign up. Almost all of these things that we fight and challenge, I'm on average a year, some of them two years ahead of the cycle, explaining how it is. And so I I tell you these things, and it's also why I did Fire Axe Academy. I'm going to go back to Scott. I love Scott. And so you understand my history with Scott. During Trump's administration... I was asked by big GOP supporters who would make a great, very tight personal assistant inside the system for Donald J. Trump. My recommendation was Scott. That was a personal recommendation ran right up to the top. I said, Scott Pressler, I trust him. He's diligent. And he works his ass off, and he has beautiful hair. But I recommended Scott. The GOP would not let, even though I was asked for a personal recommendation. There was still a a, a gatekeeper involved, and that gatekeeper. Refused to accept my recommendation because Scott's gay. I've asked Scott on my program. We'll talk about it. But he refused my recommendation because Scott is gay. And personally, I don't think that matters. I just don't think that matters. I care about his heart and his drive. And I love Scott to death. That's how much I like Scott, right? That's how much I like Scott. Now, Scott's father is a member of the GOP, a longtime standing member of the GOP. So I know he's got good roots and stuff in there, but all I'm telling you is Scott, whether it's cleaning up towns or getting people out to vote, Scott's brilliant. But now Scott has ventured into territory repeating a battle cry that the GOP is messaging and Scott doesn't know what he's talking about. You've heard him say that you told the enemy your plan that you you gotta uh we gotta do early voting, and he doesn't understand the difference. Early voting is mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots is the rig, and that's okay because it's not his wheelhouse. I'm going to continue playing Scott.
6: Election Day. Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, Republican County ran out of paper ballots on what day? Election Day. Adam Laxalt lost by 8,000 votes in Nevada. It snowed in Washoe County and Reno because our people, we like to live in the mountains. We're mountain folk. It snowed on what day?
1: Do you understand that he is actually saying, and let me just reiterate, Because this is a GOP messaging issue, not Scott. Hey, Republican voter, you're too fucking lazy. You sit at home. You're too lazy to get out in the snow. Even though you live in mountains where the snows are, and you have snow all the time, snow scares you, and so you don't get out and vote. Do you understand how incongruent that is? Do you also understand... How offensive that is, because what he's telling you, which, by the way, is almost true. Not enough people get out on Election Day. But see, he's building a case that the issue is you have to do it on one day as if you can't do it. Let me continue.
6: Election Day. So the Democrats, they weren't freaking out. They weren't panicking. They had already ballot harvested. They had already early voted. They already mailed in their votes. And Republicans were going.
1: No, the Democrats weren't freaking out. Because the rig takes place before election day. And I can prove it. The rig takes place before election day. So you're me say, but they got out and voted, and they got out and voted early. Here is a person that actually thinks all the votes are real. Here is a person that thinks Joe Biden got 81 million votes. And the problem was no paper, long lines, and snow. If you can't embrace the systems rigged, we will continue to get raped. So he's coming from a standpoint of do not acknowledge. One second. Okay, so... Those of you in Rumble, do you see this thing popping up on my Rumble, okay, that says, be ready for tonight's event? I want you to understand, every one of these are a con to try to get you to sign up to somebody's substat. They're using event and Donald Trump and and Tucker Carlson. It is all bullshit. And so you see that account Greg Powell. every one of you need to block this account. It is a total bullshit. Total bullshit. Be very aware of that. It's to collect your name and addresses. Please don't do that kind of stuff. So here's Scott. They're all saying, well, all these votes are real. They're not real. Let's continue. So, and because they're not real, you can't outvote them.
6: Guys, please, I know it's snowing. Please go vote. Imagine what we could have done stopping the Democrats from having a majority right now, defeating an incumbent Democratic Senator in the state of Nevada. And so I am calling for an all of the above approach to voting. Yes, we're gonna do election day voting, but we are gonna use the tools of the Democrats to elect Republicans. We are going to early vote, we are going to go in person, we are going to do mail-in voting, we are going to do absentee ballots, and we are going to have ballot boxes at churches and gun shows. Two can play at this game. You didn't realize I was going to bring the fire. I'm not just hair, guys. (laughs) Number two, do you guys know who John Fetterman is? Hey, we're going to be we're going to be classy. Bless his heart. See, was not a good setup. I got you. And so. But more importantly, I love the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and it's a shame what's happened. But the fact of the matter is when Dr. Oz and John Fetterman, before they debated, 500,000 Pennsylvanians already voted. And you know what's worse? Four out of five of those voters were registered? Democrats. So guys, the Democrats were going into election day with a bank of 400,000 votes, and imagine me being a Democratic operative. I'm going, this is great. I got 400,000 fewer people to reach out to, and you know what? I got time. And I got money. And those Republicans, they don't have time, they don't have money, and they're all waiting to vote on one day. So this is going to be great for us, we're sliding into base while the Republicans are marching this arduous, treacherous journey uphill, and we are wishing and praying and hoping that everybody's going to show up on one day, election day. And you know what? I do want to talk about the psychological effect. Let's talk about Florida for a second, because this was a state that voted for President Obama twice. This was the ultimate battleground swing state. Do you know what happened in 2022? For the first time in history, Republicans won early voting plus mail-in voting statewide in Florida. That's never happened ever. And what's the result? Think about this. Pretend I'm a guy and I'm living in Broward County with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Ugh. I know. Imagine if I see in 2016 that Hillary Clinton has an insurmountable early vote lead. Am I that guy in blue Broward gonna be inspired to vote? Probably not. I'm gonna be dejected. I'm gonna be demoralized. But. What if I'm a guy in Broward County and I saw like in 2022 that Republicans were winning early voting in Duval County, Jacksonville and Clearwater, Pinellas County and Seminole County and West Palm Beach County and Miami Dade County. If I see that Republicans are winning in blue counties with early voting, you bet you're behind. I am gonna turn out and that's how we're going to win by getting those low propensity voters that have it in their heads that we can't win and we're gonna show them we can. And no, I'm not just talking about those swing states. This message is to every person that's in Washington and Oregon and Rhode Island and Connecticut and Delaware and Maine and Vermont, and New Hampshire. This is to every person who thinks you can't. I'm telling you right now, we can. And more importantly, we will.
1: Okay, that's Scott Pressler. I want to remind you that uh, Scott's a great guy. We're going to, uh, I'm going to cover just a little bit, and, and this is this is what brought me to this.
0: But more importantly this than is, I,
1: that, I think. This is Matt Brainerd, and this is the source of my issue. He's somehow risen to get people's ears, and I just want to play a little bit for you, and then I'm going to wrap up for today. This is the Tim Pool podcast. Tim wasn't there. Cast, most people know it. And he, Matt Brainerd, challenged Mike Lindell to a debate over ballot harvesting. Mike and I agree on this point. Ballot harvesting's a trap. And I do not, under any terms or any sur- situation, agree 100% with Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's a great American hero. Mike Lindell deserves a statue and being in the history books for what he's done with his own personal money. Many people got online and pushed for Tim's group to have me and Mike and Brainerd, but that didn't did it. But also, Mike doesn't appear with other people. Mike's Mike. And Mike's the light while Mike's on, and you got to focus that light, which I accept about Mike. Mike goes on these broadcasts. Not necessarily to debate, but to promote his next broadcast. That's what Mike does. Right? And but Mike and I are a hundred percent in sync on this one. It's a dangerous trap. It's horrible. I support Mike a hundred percent on this. So Matt Brainerd got Mike to agree. Mike, Mike did Brainerd a favor. Because see, Brainerd put out, I'm gonna. Debate Mike. And because Mike's know this is a, hu- a huge story, Mike, who has a huge audience, agreed to debate Brainerd that has no audience. And so what happened is Mike catapulted Brainerd up on a very big broadcast, which was Timcast. I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of it.
0: is doing voter campaign in 16, where I was on the senior staff directing voter target to this debate.
2: So without further ado, I'm joined today by Matt Brainerd and Mike Matt Lindell. Matt, do you want to introduce yourself a little
0: Thanks. bit? Uh, yeah, my name is Matt Brainerd. I've been working on elections and in campaigns since 1994. I've been on five presidential campaigns, most recently President Trump's campaign in 16, where I was on the senior staff directing voter targeting and voter turnout operations. I have started a foundation called Look Ahead America back in 2017 to do voter registration and turnout, as well as help secure the elections and fight against illegal ballots. Uh, in the aftermath of the 2020 election, I was uh, retained by President Trump's legal team and even before that started the Voter Integrity Project where we documented that the number of illegally cast ballots surpassed the margin of victory in a few states. and
1: Documented, which means watched other people's work wrote a report on it published it as their report and said we know what we're talking about because we published a report it has nothing to do with doing the
0: work uh we're very proud of our work and that has continued uh, with look ahead america where we have continued to try to secure our elections by passing legislation by getting uh, convictions for voter fraud cleaning up voter rolls but more importantly than i that i think is doing voter registration and voter turnout programs
1: okay so that's his opinion what's most important so i'm gonna share with you first i'm gonna share with you how this was promoted now mike got air uh uh airtime by saying i'm gonna debate this guy and you probably saw him on the war room here it goes about debates, Ed is sitting there talking about debate. There's a huge debate tomorrow. I Want everybody to understand. This is uh, Matt Brainerd and Scott Pressler, two people people think very highly of, versus um, Mike Lindell on uh, Tim Pool. Tell us about it, sir.
7: Well, I, I, everybody's been calling me, and you know, I um, I didn't realize how big of a, a thing this is going to be. But it's kind of where we're at right now. Everybody's in this big panic. About the elections, going we have to do what the Democrats do in ballot harvesting and, and ballot banking that they're all saying out there. And I, you know, Steve, I've been a two and a half years immersed in all evidence of what really went on, and and all these different things. And uh, we have a plan that we're you know in August we'll talk about that in a second. But I have a great um, um, things I'm bringing to them tomorrow and say, you guys. You can't do this. You can't do this. It's over if you do this. And uh, for me, I'm not in a panic because we have the event in August where we're going to show the whole world this plan. That's Okay.
1: I love Mike. I was just on a conference call again with Mike the other day. He is asked about this debate that's going to be had on Tim Pool. I only played you about half of it. Mike makes people watch. I'm asking you to put on your ears for a moment. If the issue is the debate against ballot harvesting, and Mike's going to bring the heat in the debate against ballot harvesting, he's on Bannon, but I want to ask you, is Mike bringing heat that's going to help people understand the debate and get people to watch Mike on the debate? Or is Mike pitching his conference August 18th and 19th? Listen to the whole thing uninterrupted. It's two minutes, 19 seconds.
7: And about debates, Ed is sitting there talking
1: about debate. There's a huge debate tomorrow. I want everybody to understand this is uh, Matt Brainerd and Scott Pressler, two people people think very highly of. Versus um, Mike Lindell on uh, Tim Pool. Tell us about it, sir.
7: Well, I, I, everybody's been calling me, and you know, I um, I didn't realize how big of a, a thing this is going to be. But it's kind of where we're at right now. Everybody's in this big panic about the elections, going. We have to do what the Democrats do in ballot harvesting and, and ballot banking that they're all saying out there. And I, you know, Steve, I've been a two and a half years immersed in all evidence of what really went on and and all these different things and uh we have a plan that we're you know in august we'll talk about that in a second but i have a great um um things i'm bringing to them tomorrow and say you guys you can't do this you can't do this it's over if you do this and uh For me, I'm not in a panic because we have the event in August where we're going to show the whole world this plan that's never been done before, never been talked about before in history, and everyone's going to embrace it. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Matt or Scott Pressler or whoever. Everyone's going to go, whoa, this is a—even if you're a Democrat, you're going to embrace it. This secures our elections immediately, Steve. And uh, so—but I want to—you know, I think it's great to have this debate now. I think it's going to get— get a lot of uh, attention, and these things need to be talked about, because you're not going to hear them talked about. If, if You know, one of the things that you're hearing, um, I'm hearing it now, all these Republicans in these states going, yeah, we need to ballot harvest and stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, that's scary. When they want something, they were the ones we fought the most. When they, all of a sudden, now you hear, let's do ranked choice voting again. The RNC already said no, we are against ranked choice voting. And now that popped up just yesterday in three states. See, they're doing everything they can to cheat and get there in this next election, the Uniparty. And, um, you know, we need to be, we need to put it out there that, uh, that there's uh, much you can and can't
1: do. We're OK, so Mike didn't talk much about the debate. Mike's talking about his big event. You're going to see a lot of people promoting the event in August, a few weeks. But Mike made sure to say, it's something you've never heard before. It's something you never heard before. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. But yes, you did. Two years ago, right here on this broadcast. It's something we worked hard and have patents on, but we're going to let it be what it is. And Mike has... You know, his relationship with his tech guy, Joe Altman and others around him and stuff. But Mike's promoting his event, and please understand that. Now, here is a a good one-minute take on Brainerd's uh, position.
0: Look, mostly, Tom, sometimes I agree with people largely, and they say something I disagree with, and just let it go. But sometimes they say something that's very dangerous. And recently, Mike Lindell has done this. And he initially did it in a conversation with, I consider a good friend, a great patriot, Scott Pressler. Scott Pressler is advocating that we need an all of the above strategy for voter turnout, that we need to encourage people to vote early, especially those who are not inclined already to show up and vote on Election Day. And we see this happening again and again. And it's it's important that these people have their voices heard, and it's affecting the outcome of elections. Whereas Mike Lindell may be best of intentions, but he's saying that, no, we can't do that. And he says, you know, these people are 100% wrong. He's quoted in the New York Times saying that we should only have same-day voting, shouldn't encourage people to do anything else. Mike I put my head on your pillow every night to sleep, but you're wrong about this and I am challenging you to a debate. You name the time and the place. I think maybe we can do it here or on one of the other affiliated shows here at the the Tim Timcast world. But I, I think you're wrong about this and I think we need to have a public discussion about that between you and me. And I I welcome you anytime, any place to discuss the importance of this issue because it's it's gonna have a big impact. And anytime, Mike, let's do it. We should have you guys on uh, the culture war. I'd, I'd be happy to do it. Mike
6: Lindell, come on down to the culture war podcast. We'll get you guys and we'll talk about uh, voting. That'd be really fun. Would be, would love, would love to do it. We'll see if we can uh, make that happen. That'd be cool.
1: Okay. That's when the salvo was sent out by a fellow that has volunteered for a lot of campaigns Everybody's in this fight together. And because everybody's in this fight together, there's been a lot of complaining about elections and stuff. We know we have to fix it. But you can't fix what you can't realize, one, is broken. And two, if you do not understand how it's done, if you do not understand how it's done, You cannot fix it. It's that simple. I'm going to play a little bit of their debate, let you get a flavor of it. My team team is currently pulling out all the points so we can do a better education on it. I have invited Matt on my program, but we're past theory. You can't say too many people moved out of this area, too many people moved in, and there's more fake voters, and here's the stats. The stats are over. You can't say, look at this F, and that shows fraud. Here's what we did when we looked at the public data. None of that, none of that matters. We are past anybody that comes in. I looked at the voter trends. I looked at the number of registers. I look at the number of people in. I look at the number out. And it's clearly this is fraud. That's over, folks. Do you understand that's over? That fact has always been a fact for decades. And that fact will always be a fact for decades until we fix it. But the issue is, if you don't know how it's done, you can't fix it. These people think, right? These people think that what's going on is they just outvoted us in mail-in ballots. No. So quick break. Be right back. We're going to jump into this debate. Poll watching for voter suppression? That's so 60 years ago, but hey, groovy, man. Or you can choose to open your eyes we've been fighting the same voting rights and integrity crap for over 60 years the only thing that has changed is now they totally control our elections and technology makes it easier for them we've been taught to spend our time looking here when we really should be looking here And here. And here. Watching for voter intimidation? Watch what happened at polling places? Yeah, right. Would you even know an election hack if you saw one? We all know the government tactic of, hey, look over here, folks, when the deception really takes place over here. The GOP brags about 80,000 poll watchers. Again, groovy, man. But so 60 years ago, the problem is we have 175,141 voting precincts. That's an average of 1 one single poll watcher, not even at half of the places people can vote. Not too groovy, is it? Change with the time, folks. Time for a technology and knowledge base upgrade. Quit falling for falling short. Stand up, stand out, and become an election integrity expert. Your county, not country, your county needs you. You have to upgrade to stay ahead. While you're busy challenging an individual voter, the system is stealing and compromising every vote remember this quote? I did not see evidence
5: of fraud that would have affected the outcome uh, of the election.
1: Yeah, it's because you keep looking for that one-off bad voter. Or, you can save your country and take on the whole corrupt system. Become an election integrity expert. It is everything the system, the deep state, and the uniparty does not want you to know. America is burning down right before our eyes. Grab a fire axe and join the firefight. FireAxe.academy is an audio and visual-based online training program which will transform you into a real election integrity expert. Learn hundreds of ways our elections are rigged, broken, undermined, and stolen right under our noses. But you can't fix what you have no idea is broken. Being blind and ignorant is exactly what the system wants. the system. Break the system. Become a fire axe and cut through the crap. Or if we keep pulling ourselves looking here, then there is no way we can stop ourselves from arriving here. You don't need a 60-year-old black and white TV set to see clearly in black and white how our elections are rigged and stolen. Join the fight to save America. Sign up for fireaxe.academy today. Time is running out. FireAxe.academy sign up. Okay. What we're going to do is I included a link, by the way, for FireAxe. You can just jump to right. some of them are. I take the time to disseminate this knowledge. Most people, most people, you know, you can have great people that do work. Somebody mentioned it in Rumble. Lady Draza about algorithms and speed controls. Let me let me give you a difference and, and you need to understand some differences. People can look at, hey, here's how the votes came in and you can see something's controlling them. Therefore, that's an algorithm. I wanna set something straight. That is not an algorithm. That is a result of running an algorithm. Do you understand the difference? That is a result of running an algorithm. On the forensic side, if you look at our work and the incredible work that my team did with Ed Solomon, we show you every single ballot as it was put in can tell you what precinct it was voted in, can tell you where the ballot is in the batch, can tell you where the ballot is in the box, can tell you where the ballot is in the uh, on the uh, pallet and can tell you exactly which particular algorithm they ran of 10. That's forensics. There's a difference between saying there was an algorithm, and there's a difference between It is exactly this ballot and this group, and here's the algorithm that ran. And by the way, you can see it, and here's where it was enacted. Do you understand the difference? One, you can say there was a program, but if you can't find the program, it's not proof. It's theory. But when it comes down to the ballot, the actual ballot, the actual ballot, then... You can show, here it is, this ballot, here's what they did. Now, another thing unique to my team and why I am very frustrated about this is we are the only people in the world ever in history that has looked at 2.1 million ballots in a general election, 189 million votes, but there is a big difference. I can tell you about every single individual ballot. Now that's a big difference because I can tell you here is the ballot in this precinct that changed the tide. Get it? Here it is. I see people in chat talking about RFID tags. You do understand that my patents of why I got into this are the base patents that not only run the machines, but my patents of tracking by individual transaction through a process became the basis of what you know as RFID tags. So what we do is I can tell you where the ballot is. I can tell you where the ballot came in. I can tell you the machine it was originally scanned on, the precinct it came in on, what tally machine it ran on and who handled that tally machine. And by the way, who transported that ballot in the chain of custody? Do you understand there's a difference between trends and forensic proof? Now, Mr. Brainerd, who serves his job for the GOP, can only talk about what he knows. Scott Pressler, who serves a very valid role in the GOP getting people to vote. Everything he spoke about when he talked, which I show you, is his opinion about what other people's have said. You do understand that. He talked about Kerry Lake. He talked about Nevada. Scott gave up and gave a speech of his opinion, of other people's opinion he's heard, and he's validating their opinion. That is not what I do. I don't listen to other people's opinions. I don't care about other people's opinions. I only care about what does the paper tell me. And I'm hoping that Scott will come on the program and be able to talk about it. But I also can say that probably Scott might not be able to come on. CD death. If you will go look at my patent portfolio of hundreds and hundreds of patents in the U S thousands of patents worldwide. If you look up machine readable codes, trackable IDs, right? You have to understand where my patent ability comes from. Is that okay? I think it's very important. You, you understand my background. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Hang on, hang on. I know a way to do it. Give me one minute, folks, because if you don't understand my background, you might not understand where I come from in all of this, trying to educate you. And so I'm, I'm glad you asked that, CD Death 420. See, see death Four twenty. Is that smoke yourself to death? What is that? Hang on. And so what I don't talk about, and this is very important. What I do not talk about is I personally don't talk about opinions. It's not within my scope. I'm not a com- commenter. Is that okay? I'm not a commenter. Hold on one second. I'm going to get something for you. I'm not a commenter on other people's opinions okay i am i am uh let me find something real quick i'm here on it go here go to here go to here stand by this might help everyone at the moment involved this might help you understand better me because I realized prob- I haven't probably paid this in a couple of years. Is that okay? Uh, you might not only better understand me, you might understand how I look at things. Is that okay? And so I'm. Uh, do you remember the old television show, Bio? Most of you used to watch it, bi- Biography, Bio, when the network was still around. This was from a bunch of pieces that was done Explaining uh, my background. This is one of many pieces that explain my background. let me let me play this for you real quick if I can. It might help you understand me as we head into the next part of the conversation.
4: Great ideas are brought to life by great thinkers. One such thinker, Joe von Pulitzer, has contributed over 500 patents to our technological world. The United States Patent Office shows that as many as 40 new inventions have stemmed from each of his pioneering patents. Today, built upon his incredible success, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer innovates in the areas of virtual and augmented reality, data analytics and global data platforms, nanoanalytics, healthcare systems, mobile streaming communications, as well as monetization technologies. Some of his groundbreaking innovations are right in front of you every single day. A barcode has long been just a bunch of lines on the bottom of a box of cereal. But today, every product, article of commerce, and even people have a unique identifiable code. Everything in the world has become interconnected. And like magic, we can use our device's camera to read barcodes and unique QR codes. A now ubiquitous technology that Joven ideated and patented. For a long time, software was purchased on floppy disks and CDs, and it was a hassle when there was an update to install. Today's devices know when there is an update available, and then automatically take care of that behind the scenes for us. Another one of Joven's patents that we take for granted every day. Several years ago, viewing the same website, from a computer, to a laptop, to a mobile device, always seemed to make it look wonky and broken. Thanks to one of Jovan's patented ideas, websites fit perfectly to the screen you're looking at. That's what we call responsive design. We all remember when taking a toll road meant digging around your car for loose change to pay the attendant. What a traffic jam. These days, man toll booths are a rarity. A tag in our vehicles linked to our credit card automates the payment process. Our inventor, Jovan Pulitzer, innovated the device that lives in your car and the system to capture and process that message.
1: Okay. When I talk about how all of this works, I am only talking about it from my, not only my direct experience, at I created the full forensic audit, folks. It's not that I did a full forensic audit; it had never been done. I created the full forensic audit that now everybody clamors for. Huge difference. And so, even though I'm a nerd hiding out in a biker's body, so it's a little bit of a disconnect. The other thing you must understand of of one particular group of my patents, two hundred and seven patents, and one group of core patent are the very patents that are part of all of the voting systems. So not only when I speak about, hey, this is how it's broken, when I get to sit there head to head with the voting companies and they said, well, our software doesn't do it, you have to understand all of them utilize my patents. I'm the guy that created the parts and pieces and a lot of stuff that this works on. And that's the difference. And all of my patents are, how does the paper work with the machines? And how does the paper read the codes? And how do codes act in the universe? You remember the old toll days? You could, you know, you had to stop at the toll booth and get change. Once we understood of how we can link who they are to where they are, which I used to call it a uh, GPS for the internet. If you went back in time is I had to connect who you are and where you are with what you wanted to do. Well, if you're in your car and you are coming up on a toll booth, then I inherently know what you want to do. You want to get through the toll booth. Well, what needs to happen for you to get through the toll booth? You got to pay. Why are you normally sitting there at the toll booth? Because you got to get change or you got to throw change. How can I speed up this process? Well, if I know who you are and I know you're a human and I can identify your car and I know exactly where you're sitting in a toll booth and I know the transaction takes money, then the way I can speed up the transaction, okay, then I can link it to you, which you invariably have other transaction means. And so the basis of my technology, which is called machine-readable code and utilizing machine-readable codes, it led to the transaction ability to do this. Now, where a lot of the... Uh, And yes, it can be used to track illegals, just so you know. Now, where a lot of this comes from is once the world understood the transactional business, which everybody called me a fucking retard for. They said, you're a retard, right? You're stupid. You don't need right? Nobody's going to use a code for anything when they can type stuff in. And I said, you don't understand. It's about dynamic portability. Once the world understood wow, if we can get a code anywhere, then we can do this. And that's where if you look at RFID technology, RFID technology uh, is, and and how do I explain this to a a non-techie? So in your car, it's got to be able to talk to the systems. You got to have a system that can read and you got to have a system that can talk. Do you understand? Read, talk, read, talk, read, talk. And so RFID, which basically stands for Radio Frequency Identification, it's just basically an electronic field around you. Does that make sense? An electronic field. Now, the electronic field of radio waves has been around forever since Marconi. And a and a fellow by the name of Therman Leon Theriman, in 1945 realized that you could send audio information really right you could send this through there if in fact you have two things, and it goes back to Tippi Hedren who people don't understand beautiful woman actress but also helped this innovation and it, it it's it's it, it, what's called uh. To you got to be able to identify, are you a friend or a foe? Are you good guys or are you bad guys? You understand what I'm saying? And so this creates a unique electronic field. Now, what happened is the first thing that had to be created, see, and barcodes were around long before me, long before me. All I did was make the barcode mean something else that has become more important. Well, the original device, a fellow by the name of Cardullo, Mario Cardullo, back in 1973, patented a way to take that radio signal and put it in a device. It was demonstrated in New York by the Port Authority, and it was used to kind of help identify ships and containers and stuff coming in. Okay. And this was back in the 1970s, worked on a, a different frequency than what happens today. Then in 1983, the term radio frequency identified tag, right? Identification, right? Radio frequency identification, it popped up in 1983. And so that's where we started talking about this radio frequency identification ID, right? And so the industry was was coming. That was 1983. And then 1994, I realized that, wow, these things are going to merge. We know we need send and receive. We know that everything can be trackable. I know that everything inherently has a code. You have a code, your social security number, your birth date. Your car has a code, a VIN. Pull up any product. Your computer has codes on the back of it. And I realized that regardless of the transaction, the key of the transaction is the code. Is it you and what are you doing? And so in 94 began my work on machine readable codes. What I focused on is the code can be any code but we need to take the code from an id and we need to make the code be communication and transaction see i already know you have a code you just don't realize you have a code i already know that your your car has a code it's got the vin it's got the license plates number It has your vehicle registration has its own unique number. Your uh, inspection sticker has its own unique number. You understand everything's a code. I know you're, let's say, on the Dallas Tollway. I know the code. I know you're sitting at a toll booth. Well, that toll booth has a number. I know that not only are you at the downtown tollway and all these codes are there, but I know out of the 10 lanes, I know exactly which lane you're in. Do you understand That's the ID part of it. But I knew it is the very ID, because all of them have IDs, that you can bind together, right? That you can bind together these codes to do a transaction. That's what I did starting in 94. I was 29 years old. Then, in 1996, uh, four or five guys, David Everett, John French, Theodore Wright, Kelly Rodriguez, figured out a way to now take this ID that always used to have a battery. Remember your tags set on your cars? Your tags set on your cars, the little square white thing. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? When you first started getting, uh, when you first started going through toll booths and you could uh, put something in your car to drive through, Are, are you, are you with me so far when you could put something in your car to drive through the toll booth, what could happen is if, if there's a responder up there that's saying, Hey, hey, enemy foe, enemy foe. And in the case of to- 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 tolls, are you going to pay or you're not going to pay? And you took the step to put the easy pass in your car. Remember, remember the little white device? Well, the reason they had to be in those things is because it needed a battery. Right, Easy Pass, Georgia, they're called Peach Pass. They have their names. That was the device. But see, the device was a device. And it had to connect you in the car. But there was no mass way to connect you in the car. Because back then, if you remember, it started out, you had to pay like 80 bucks for these things. Right. And you had to put them in your car and then you had to load up your credit card. Do you remember that shit? You had to load up your credit card. And it's all about getting your taxes from you. And so what I did is all of my patents, then as part of the world exploded, I was the guy that says, look, you no longer need that device. You already have this stuff. You're already monitoring these stations. and now." With what uh, Everett, French, Wright, and, and, and Rodriguez did in 96, you now can do it without a battery. And so what happened when it got the battery removed? Now it could be a sticker on the window. It became a passive transponder, just a sticker. And by the way, that sticker's going the way, and it's going to be built into the heating line in your windshield. You will never have to go get one again. It'll automatically built, be built in these are all the basis of why I sit here today. And what happened in these elections is I got a call from the White House. I already knew something was wrong. But at the very beginning, right? And you're right. Somebody said, well, you're gonna be communist tractors. Your Q code, you've been at QR codes and now they use it for the, for the sign you in. In China, you use it to pay. Let me ask you a question. When somebody has a car wreck, Do you want to fucking sue the tire manufacturer? Well, lawyers do. But is the tire manufacturer to blame? Is Ford to blame? Is it the person to put in the road? Yes, it's the person. We got to go all the way back. Okay, so we'll fucking go back to the Indians. Most of our highways were native trails. We got to sue all the Indians. No, no, no. We got to go further back. All of the trails that are highways were originally animal traces. You know what an animal trace is? That's where the buffalo roamed. And that's where the deer roamed. And it was a little bitty trail. And that's what the Indians followed. That's what the settlers followed. That's what became your fucking highway. So we got to sue every fucking buffalo and deer. When somebody gets electrocuted, do you go sue the estate of Tesla or Edison? See, that's the world of patents. You never know where they're going to be involved to. Ever. Ever. And people can use it for good or bad. I'm a Jew who uses my mind for good, trying to save this America. I don't use my technology and my ability for evil. There are people that use their abilities for evil. That's the way it works. Do you understand that? And no, I can't go pull it back. Do we go shut down every electric Plug in the world because a kid got shot. This is not a technology issue. You're right. This is a heart issue. Heart issue. Period. So now let's go to this debate, which got set up by somebody claiming to be an expert. But what do they have expertise in that has to do with what really can be done and fix this? And the answer is not a fucking thing. And by the way, I just want to ask you a question. I love Mike, but what is Mike an expert in when it comes down to the very physical ballot? Well, not really anything. Mike Mike is great at money and spending money and get people out, but Mike did it. Do you follow what I'm saying? And so let me show you a little bit of great. this. Well,
2: I'm so glad that you're here today. And of course we're joined by yeah, mike lindell to be there,
7: so this
1: co-host
2: a little bit of your it. background of course you're famous for my pillow
7: <laughs> well before my pillow
8: i was a, uh, I was an addict in every way crack cocaine and all kinds of addictions and uh when uh, god set me free of that i uh uh set up the lindellrecoverynetwork.org free to any addicts that need help and uh i was going around doing speaking around the country well in uh churches and everywhere and then uh And then the election of 2020 happened, and uh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't into politics back when I was, uh, I didn't think it mattered in our lives. I really didn't. And it didn't affect me. I was, you know, I was an addict. That doesn't affect me. Well, then when I was, uh, I got evidence in uh, January of 21, my life changed forever because I never stopped 18 hours a day for the past two and a half years fighting to fix our election platforms. And Uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars poured into it because we need to have elections rather than selections. And this isn't a party thing. This is a a people thing that we need to right now fix our election platforms.
2: Right. Well, I'm I'm glad that you referenced this as a people thing. I'm going to jump into this by referencing a 2018 Pew study that found that the majority of Americans, 55 percent, don't feel as though our elections are secure. Uh, We know that historically there's voter apathy, that people don't feel like they're always in our election system or that they can trust necessarily that the uh, ballots they cast are really achieving what they're wanting to see in the country. Uh, Matt, since you since you called us here today on an episode of Timcast IRL, why don't you lead off and say, what's the first way that we get voters uh, re engage and trusting the system?
0: So I want to make really clear at the beginning that there's a, a demarcation. There's two different discussions, two different missions that have to be fought. And I want to make sure that they don't get conflated. By the way, um, my team at Lookahead.org is, uh, is live tweeting because I'm going to throw up some exhibits. So if you want to follow the exhibits that I'm throwing up here, you can find them at Look ahead org on Twitter and I'll throw them up here. But I just um if Julie could throw up tweet number one and I'll share these with you, is that we have a real problem where there is some problems with the election. And I don't think anybody's done a better job documenting them and then following up to try to fix those problems than I have. And the look ahead America and our team has done.
1: He doesn't think anybody has done a better job than him and his team at documenting these things and fixing these things. Okay, he's selling. I got it.
0: We passed legislation in countless states to fix this election. It's not perfect. We've documented uh many he's illegal ballots were cast.
1: Legislation. No, he has not passed legislation. Somebody that runs a 5013 C or whatever cannot pass any legislation. You do understand that. Just like you can't sell up at the beginning of my program, a patent application to Capital One. So he hasn't passed any legislation.
0: And we've gotten voter, rules, voter rolls cleaned up with the great help of Steve Bannon and his worm crew. We-
1: they have pointed out that there are addresses with incomplete information on them, therefore, they're a bad. Address. Well, the people in Wisconsin did that and found 49,000 bad addresses, calling them fraudulent addresses, when in fact, they were basically apartments that had the wrong apartment number or no apartment number. By the way, if you live in an apartment and your apartment number got left off, are you a fraudulent voter? No. And so there's a lot of indications of things. But was that a fraudulent voter? and did they get the voter off the voter rolls? Lot of words, lot of words, but not
0: facts. We submitted likely illegal voters to th- thousands of activists so they could then do their own research and then push their county governments to remove those voters from the rolls. So that's, it's very important discussion. It's something we have to persist in, but the- other-
1: So we took a list from people in local markets We distributed that list to people around in markets and said, hey, try to get these removed. Did it?
0: No. The other side of that, which is in some ways actually an anti-fraud effort as well, is to encourage.
1: Okay, now this is all I wanted to play. He says, in addition to that, and I'm going to let you be the judge, in addition to that, as an anti-fraud measure as well, keywords as an anti-fraud measure as well, I want you to understand what he's about to say is an anti-fraud measure.
0: Documenting them and then following up to try to fix those problems that I have. And the Look Ahead America and our team is done. we passed legislation in countless states to fix this election, it's not perfect. We've documented uh, many illegal ballots were cast and we've gotten voter, rules, voter rolls cleaned up with the great help of Steve Bannon and his Warham crew. We submitted likely illegal voters to th- thousands of activists so they could then do their own research and then push their county governments to remove those voters from the roll. So that's, it's very important discussion, it's something we have to persist in. But the other side of that, which is, In some ways, actually, an anti fraud effort as well is to encourage voters to vote early, by in person early, or by mail, or sign up for uh, automatic absentee, as we're able to do in my home state of.
1: Here is a fellow that doesn't do this, that's never done an audit. And if you followed me, you know the truth. And here is how he started. As an anti-fraud effort, you got to say the words. As an anti-fraud effort, we are making sure you vote early, you get on the early voting roll, and you vote by absentee ballot. Let me ask you a question. Where did the eighty one million plus votes come from that supposedly Biden got? Did people walk in on election day? Or did the system insert as many fucking vote fake voters as they could 21 million plus. And as they need them, they use them and they match them with a ballot. But then you understand they've got to get a ballot. The machines do not insert fake voters. The machines do not change the vote. This is all what is called once again, we pioneered called fungible assets and votes. You've got to have people in the system, real and bad, and you've got to have a way to match them to a piece of paper you want it to have. Now, what happened in 2020? For the first time in history, they did what? They stopped counting votes. And they said they need more time to count the mail-in ballots. We gotta have more time. Inherently, the polls are closed. Now what do they do? They look at what are all the votes? How many do we need to win? Okay, we need X number to win, but we got to make it look close. Okay, so what do we have on the books? Well, we got this much left. We got these people that did, that were registered that didn't come in. So we can pull some of those and vote for people that will never check it. And then we've got all of these extra ones that we stuffed in every precinct. So now let's just pull from them. bing, 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 bing. And we'll say, we'll say we need more time counting. And so what we'll do is execute a legal ballot illegally, and everybody will think it was a mail-in vote that we didn't get around to counting. I'm going to stop there. I am going to decode all of this for you. And that's why there were millions of ballots with no signatures. Um, It's a con. I'm putting in links that if you really want to get trained on this, you do need to join my Fire Axe Academy. It's the only way we're going to beat this. And it's the only way to call out bullshit on these people that are going around speaking in every fucking precinct with false credentials. Like I, I... I... Capital One bought my patents. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's all vaporware. It's all bullshit. It's all parrot. Hey, we got the calling guy again. I love that. Calling guy. I want to thank you for coming into the program. Folks, I I, want to give calling guy uh, his kudos today. Uh, He's usually in his mama's basement. Naked, watching porn, eating Cheetos, trying to figure out why his dick's orange, and he can't. He calls mama to help him. Trolling guy, I would love you, the calling guy. The call-in guy. I would love for you to come on down, right? Because I invented the worst gadget of all times. Otherwise, you're just another troll pussy, I said, Pussy, ask your mother what it means. Maybe she'll show you. Oh, my God, did I say that? Yes, I said that. (laughs) Is Jovan Hutton Pulitzer really a Smithsonian Laureate? I love this. I love how people do that. Yes, you can look it up. The computer word Smithsonian Laureate, I think I won it in 2001 for the man most likely to change society. He keeps on saying the same stuff but has no gall to come in. I'm I'm sending you the link. Come on in, calling guy. I don't boot you for a reason and it's because even orange penises. <laughs> Let me give you an example. And I good, you just gave me a gift. Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it here, ready. So, what the calling guy is using as proof, folks. I want to I want to help help you out. What the calling guy is Jovan has claimed Jovan has claimed to have filed over a hundred patents. He also says, okay, so hang on. I'll just kind of take these one at a time. I think this is important. That's why I'm doing this. So let's just kind of go through these because it's important. Ready? Ready? Pulitzer claimed without evidence to have written 300 books on histories. His books include how to cut off your arm and eat your dog, plus other recipes for survivals. Now, do you believe that uh, people can do their own facts? Yes or no? Do you believe that you should 100% look at people based on facts? Is that okay? you know, would you, would you, would you believe that, that everything should be based on facts? So I'm going to show you how to fact check every bit, a bit of this. I would like for you to fact check it. We'll just choose one. Pulitzer claimed without evidence to have written 300 books on history. You see the citation number 16, his books, uh, include how to cut off your arm and eat your dog. What this person's doing is using Wikipedia. Okay. So Let's take a quick journey. Oops, hang on. I want to do a different one. Remove that. I want to go here because this is important. This is important. Truth has no problems being questioned. So are you able to see my screen, guys? There you go. We are on Amazon. This is my newest book. Came out May 22nd, 2023. Countdown to Chaos. The silent federalization of elections. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to see if we can fact check that Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has claimed to have written over three hundred books. So, if you're on Amazon and you can follow my cursor, okay. And so here's the here's the you know new book out, and here's my name. So you click on my name, okay. And so here's my name, and uh, you can you can scroll whatever you want, okay um and look at them if you want if if you want to do that right or you can just click on all books okay and you can look at have I have I okay um, written various books and do they just continue to rack up and this and and actually between current and past books it's even bigger than i don't know why it shows only kindle revisions because i hate kindle books i don't i don't do kindle books uh i'm not sure why they always show kindle other than they're pushing kindle i'd rather you have the paperback right but this is it and this is some of my global symbology work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't know why they want to force Kindle on you. I, I don't want to see. Oh, that's because it says Kindle store up here. Hang on. Let me, where's books? I don't, I, I, I d- actually detest the um, Kindle books. Uh, I, I, only because I don't learn by it, right? It just doesn't work for me. And so, my current books, some go out of date and we take them out. And so, if you wanted to look at my current hardback or paperback books and the fact check of he claims to have written said books. Now, you can do this yourself. Um, You can go through pages of pages of pages of pages. Of pages. We don't even list them all because now it's whatever. This is just somebody who referred to me, I guess. No, that's a sponsored one. Um, etc. So those are just advertisements in there. But you're looking at my books. So you, you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, why does the left do this? And here's one of the worst things they do they'll go in and buy a book just so they can leave a one star review right? That, that's why they do that. Okay. And even Amazon holds up your five-star reviews. They even do that, but see, they'll go in, they'll buy one just so they can leave a, a negative review. Let's see this negative review. And this is how the left works. Old legends wrote other stories. It's only just to try to degrade. Okay, so let's now let's look at this patent stuff. Claim to have filed over 100 patents. Okay, so hang on one second. I don't know if you're still seeing my screen. Again, most people do not look up, Patents don't understand how to look up patents, don't don't, uh, or anything like that. Let me see, where can I find a link? Hold on one second. Um, yeah, one minute, just pulling up, uh, some different things let me zoom up the screen so you can see um you can click on each of these and you can see the links but now we're going to fact check now we're going to fact check pulitzer what was it claimed to have filed over a hundred patents okay and the most prolific inventor since thomas edison was something that was bestowed on me not Again, that's what, how they write it up. But again, let's just go back if that's okay. Because remember, Joel Altman says this. Hey, he hasn't done any patent, again, your, your own conservative people. So let's take a look at some of these. These are just some of the more current ones. It's how you look at the current ones system and method for audiovisual response to retail diagnostic. But I mean, I can just keep on going on, and you can see Joe Von Hutton Polo Tesla, Tesla Laboratories. Uh, kinematic assessment of paper documents. This is patents patent for you know voting and everything else. You can literally find these on your own and you can look them up. I, and I don't know what page I'm on. I think I'm on Justia patents. And if you wanted to go through them, I mean, you could just keep on going through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You can do it yourself. Uh, and you can look them up for yourself if you want to. If, if you want to, let me see if it, does it change the screen? Let me stop sharing. Let me go back to sharing. Um, share screen, share screen, share screens. I mean, you can continually look over these archives. You, you can just, you can go through it all you want as far back as you want, right? Literally, if I was going down this page, I'm going to go down it fast. These aren't pending patents. These are filed, granted patents. Now, of course, I only claim... Now, see, when they don't click on a link then they can say well he just claimed it and it's because they don't want to click on a link do you do you understand that and that's how the system mind screws you but this is also conservatives that do this to you conservatives will literally repeat the same bullshit and the reason they repeat the same bullshit is because they know that people will never click a link. You'll just read a headline and you'll never do a link. And and it's why at the beginning of my program, I talked about this. I showed you this. I showed you the difference between somebody's claim and what is absolutely fact okay and you have to understand anybody can claim anything that's why they say this and or do it okay and uh But this is the, the, the way the system does this and the way they force this on you. So I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach you how to read one more. And cause you, you understand my, my work's international. It's not just, you know, uh, uh, domestic, right. Uh, it's uh, international and you have to, there's, you just have to understand how to understand and read patents. Okay. And, uh, understand what they do. So I'm going to kind of take you through this and because I I think you should do this on your own and you should, I'm going to teach you how to read the differences and understand it. So the first one will go to, uh, here. So this is how they look internationally, right? And so if you were looking at it internationally, you see my one system and method for image processing of a medical test using generalized Kermfield transform. This is a big deal. And this is what I started doing in the medical field that I applied to the election field. When you understand, Hey, um, I can, I can, as I've always told you, and I want to make sure you're seeing it. Are you seeing it on my screen? Yes. Uh, I always told you I can take what I'm doing in the medical field. Let me find it. There it is. I want to make sure I've seeing the right one. I can take what I'm doing in the medical field and I can apply it to what we need to understand in this election. And so this was a patent here, right? You can see a patent filed on the 5th of May, 2018. Here it is. And it's it's, it's one of my uh, medical companies. You can see all the the different iterations of it all the way to here's when it was granted, right? The, the first one, okay? When the application actually granted, it became a, a a granted patent. This is how you look these things up. And in patents, um, you're able to tell how good a patent is. Uh primarily does the rest of the world get forced to use it, right? And so it's it's all about citations. So here's one patent of mine. Okay, so here's my name, right? One patent of mine, and you and you can you can you can go through them any and all time you want, right? Co-trigger telemedicine, colormetry, pregnancy testing, diagnostic results. Uh, biofluidic testing and, and I mean, uh, come on, I'm a nerd, right? And so you're, you're looking at this year's by the way, as they come through the system, insurance quotes, uh, remote mapping of gold conjugates. I mean, it just on and on and on and on and on. Let's go back. Um, and so if you ever want to look at patents, you can click them and look them up that way and you can kind of see how they understand. But the key thing is right down here. This is one patent. And you see it says patent citations right here at the bottom, 27, non-patent citations, 38. The way you understand, is this important and does it work? You have to look at everything that was existing at any point in time. And so, see, I had to prove this is what the patent office threw against me. Starting uh, from mine, they threw every patent ever granted going back to 1993, and I had to prosecute it like a case to show that, yes, this is unique. And so that's what gives me my unique skills of going backwards in time. So they, they made me fight it, right, against other patents. And that's how this works. It's a very complicated business, but they made me fight it against 27 patents, and then when you have to look at all the research out there, they throw they threw at me 38 different research things. They says, well, you can't patent it because of these 38 things. It was already out there. Now, I show you this to understand my unique training, and my unique training is I've spent my life fighting not only the U.S. government, but the global government validating my work. They make you fight it just like a patent case. You know, they make you fight a patent case just like a murder case. All of this leads to my conclusion right here, and I, I, I didn't intend to go this long. My world is a world of chaos. You saw there in one patent I had to defend that one patent, not only in 190 countries. I had to defend 65 different instances, call it a witness. The government brings that work, let's call it a witness, against me. And they paraded in that particular patent 65 witnesses against me to say you couldn't patent it. And I won the adjudication, which is a case. I won the adjudication 65 times in a row. And the government and the 190 countries of the WIPO were forced to grant my patent. That is the world I live in. That's why I'm not afraid of truth and transparency and putting it out there because I've lived in this fight for 35 years proving this stuff. I have to prove it. You don't get patents because it's a good idea. You get patents because it's a valid idea and nobody's done it or you're doing it a better way. And you must fight 190 governments to prove it Before you ever get, sorry, people think that's a backdrop against me. It's not. Before you ever get the most sacred document of all, and that is the world and the government granting you, holy shit, you're right. You are hereby granted a patent. That's my world. And in this fight for trying to understand how the system was broke, I never was a political pundit. I haven't worked on anybody's fucking campaign. I was a lazy, apathetic, rotten voter. I did not protect my country by voting because I never thought it was true. I never thought it was good. But when my country came under attack, I was uniquely qualified to fight this particular battle in history. God prepared me for this battle. Because I spent 35 years fighting technology experts and legal experts kicking their ass, transforming industries when they all said it couldn't be done. And so since I spent 35 years fighting fucking elite, no alls and attorneys, I regularly kick attorney's ass nonstop. They'll come in and tell you "You can't do that. That's stupid. And when I have a client I'm working for, I said, "Okay, you have two choices. You either believe, quote unquote, the law firm you've always used, because I don't use other law firms. I use ours. Or me, And you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. And they will regularly fire their law firms that they've been around 10 years, 20 years. They'll fire their attorneys over it because their attorneys swear he can't get that done. And I end up fucking getting it done. But yet you have people like Garrett Archer, you're right. In Arizona, that says I'm not a serious researcher. of the work on the patent is the research that proves you're right. And you must be able to research not only every country. You must be able to research everything ever published, everything ever done, everything ever created throughout the existence of the United States and the world to prove you are right. I'll go back and I'll show you uh, an example once again, just so you understand the scope of it. Uh, Where's my screen share? But yet you have even conservatives that will tell you I'm crap. Okay. So let's just look down this list. Is that okay? Okay. Ooh, too big. Here's who I. Here's who they made me fight. They made me fight the Regents of the University of California. I had to beat the University of California. I did. I had to beat the University of Illinois. I did. I had to beat Apple. I did. I had to beat more of the University of California, where they where they funded. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in this field. And I still kicked their ass. I had to beat Minolta. Cornell University. I had to beat Samsung. I could keep on going on. Then they literally make you follow the rest of the countries and fight them. I had to beat the Molecular Sciences Journal. There it is. I could keep on going. University of Colorado. The Journal of Molecular and Cellular Protomics. I had to beat it. I could keep on going. I'll try to scroll this. I had to beat the Journal of Structural Biology. This is the type of works. I had to go up against the entire industry's proceedings of the Six Angel Conference on all of this, or the International Journal of Nanomedicine, the International Conference on Biometrics. If you don't take the time to understand where I come from, I can be totally misunderstood, and I know how it throws you for a loop, that yeah, but he's a treasure hunter, which I started out the program with. Well, do you know why I'm a treasure hunter? It's because if I just sat behind my fucking computer all the time, I'd fucking implode. And I like to get out and get dirty in the environment and work with my hands. And because I've had an incredible career where I don't punch a clock and I don't have to work for anybody, I can fucking go out in the jungle for a month or two and pursue lost cities. It's an honor, it's a pleasure, it's a privilege that I manifested for myself and how I balance my brain as I go out and work with my brawn. But this is why the system won't challenge me. This is why the people like the Ken Bennett's of the world or the Randy Pullen's or all these other people won't debate me. This is why they put up stooges to do it. because they can't withstand the heat and the fact and therefore like just like the fucking idiot put up on Wikipedia it's all it's all fake out there folks it's all crap and it's all bullshit to distract you it's all bullshit to distract you from what's really going on in the world and i could not sit down knowing what i know knowing what i know to do knowing how i'm trained to fight and what i do and let my country go down this is why i took my brain and poured it out to teach people this with fire axe academy i'm gonna take a break and i'll give my final comments after this whole watching for voter suppression that's so 60 years ago but hey groovy man or you can choose to open your eyes We've been fighting the same voting rights and integrity crap for over 60 years. The only thing that has changed is now they totally control our elections and technology makes it easier for them. We've been taught to spend our time looking here when we really should be looking here And here. And here. Watching for voter intimidation? Watch what happened at polling places? Yeah, right. Would you even know an election hack if you saw one? We all know the government tactic of, hey, look over here, folks, when the deception really takes place over here. The GOP brags about 80,000 poll watchers. Again, groovy, man. But so 60 years ago, the problem is we have 175,141 voting precincts. That's an average of one Single poll watcher, not even at half of the places people can vote. Not too groovy, is it? Change with the time, folks. Time for a technology and knowledge base upgrade. Quit falling for falling short. Stand up, stand out, and become an election integrity expert. Your county, not country, your county needs you. You have to upgrade to stay ahead. While you're busy challenging an individual voter, the system is stealing and compromising every vote remember this quote? I did not see evidence of fraud that would have affected the outcome uh, of the election. Yeah, it's because you keep looking for that one-off bad voter. Or you can save your country and take on the whole corrupt system. Become an election integrity expert. It is everything the system, the deep state, and the uniparty does not want you to know. America is burning down right before our eyes. Grab a fire axe and join the firefight. Fireax.academy is an audience and visual-based online training program which will transform you into a real election integrity expert. Learn hundreds of ways our elections are rigged, broken, undermined, and stolen right under our noses. But you can't fix what you have no idea is broken. Being blind and ignorant is exactly what the system wants. Fight the system, break the system, become a fire axe and cut through the crap. Or if we keep pulling ourselves looking here, then there is no way we can stop ourselves from arriving here. You don't need a 60 year old black and white TV set to see clearly in black and white how our elections are rigged and stolen. Join the fight to save America. Sign up for fireaxe.academy today. Time is running out fireax.academy I want to read to you as my closing comments, I want to read to you some quotes. We're going to cover the whole Holy shit Noskin Road says I think Jovan was the guy wearing long sleeves all the time that I used to see in the Robert E. Lee High School Library back in the day Mr. Enman was my favorite teacher. Noskin, who are you? Did we go to school together? Mr. Inman, boy, I fucking haven't heard that in so long. Holy shit. Are you a Robert E. lee ear? Wow. Wow, we're going to have to catch up. Anyway. So this Matt Brainerd did this debate. And and yeah, Noskins, if you, if you went to school, you remembered I play ball and everything. I was a jock. I had to hide. I was a nerd. But Matt Brainerd has been put up by the GOP, and that's what I showed you today in the first half of the show. And then they'll have debates and stuff, but never with people that can really fix it. But I want to point out something of how you can tell the GOP is not authentic. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read something from Matt Brainerd in this supposed (laughs) – I'm the guy that stomped the football team at their graduation party at Tim Small's house. I haven't heard Tim Small's name in forever. This is on Rumble, guys. Tim small was the only black student. Well, there was two females and one male only black student we had in our school at the time. Not that that's any issue. Tim smalls. What a great receiver. What a great guy. Funny, funny, funny. I under, I wonder whatever happened to Tim smalls. I'd love to know what happened to him, where he ended up. I always loved Tim smalls. Anyway, I don't want to get distracted. Let me go on. Um, This Matt Brainerd fellow during his debate with Mike Lindell basically said the the following. Now, Mike Lindell spent a lot of time talking about his August 16th through 17th event, which he did. He spent a lot of time speaking about his August 16th through 17th event. That's coming up, but that's Mike's job. Mike Stobbs is to get eyes on his stuff. Brainerd, during this thing, showed a letter that said, "See all these Republican guys? See all these Republican guys that are backing me and saying it? He's basically saying these are the only it. These are the only Republicans that matter. Now these are the Republicans that are telling you, vote early. And you got to understand to vote early, you got to have mail-in ballots." And so, what he said was, these are the only Republicans that matter while holding up his letter endorsing early ballot harvesting. What about the millions of grassroots conservative of Kansas, door knock, poll watch, blah, blah, blah? He basically said, they don't matter. And then he said, this is to Mike. Now, I want you to understand, as soon as somebody really resorts to crap, they've kind of already lost the. Thanks, and I'll answer why I'm not going to be at the event. During this debate, Raynard, who was all was was called out about Mike. Okay, we'll show your work. Mike basically said, "You're a barstool lunatic who wouldn't be listened to if you didn't have the money." He also went on to say, this is the only issue that's uniting the right, which is ballot harvesting. And then he closed out by saying, you can stay in cartoon land with Mike Lindell, or you can come join reality with me. Now, I am so far, I have, I've asked Mr. Brainerd, come on. We'll discuss this. And by the way, I'll use only facts meaning I'm going to show you in black and white I'll show you the numbers I'll show you what's up Gratitude 777 says no more f bombs I'm out Now I want to I want to make sure you I understand what you're saying Gratitude 777 this is gratitude seven, seven, seven on rumble who just posted no more F bombs. I'm out gratitude seven, seven, seven. I want to apologize to you. Please accept this for not saying fuck you. As soon as I saw that post, because I would have said fuck you over being that weak. Fuck you. Fuck you. Totally. Fuck you. Fuck you all day long. And let me tell you why I say fuck you because if a word makes you run and tuck fucking tail, you're a fucking loser who does not have what it takes to fight this fight. And I bet you bitch nonstop about this government. And so if one word, if one word, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, can make you hide, tail, and tuck, run. Because you can't fucking handle the heat. And I want to let you know, we are past. I, I, fuck you doesn't even describe how bad this is. Fucked up doesn't even describe how this is. We are losing our fucking country because people can get offended by words. Let me help you. Gratitude 777. Ooh, wait, Hang on. I'm going to show you how fuck you works. Ready? Fuck you. You've been banned forever in my stream. I do not want to offend. I do not want to offend your delicate fucking ears on your shallow fucking head ever again. Please fucking excuse me. Time always proves the point. If you can actually sit down on truth and see facts. And you can actually, I'm gone. You used F word. You are not, you're not only not in this fight, you are not qualified for this fight. You understand that. You are not qualified for this fight. You can't do it. You can't fight it. You, you, you can't comprehend what's going on. Because that is akin to doing this. And the fucking problem is we've done that too much. We've done that too much. We are in trouble. Now, I want everybody to be able to learn. I want everybody to be able to fight. But if you do not understand whether you like it or not, you are automatically in this World War III. You are automatically in this World War III. You might not think we're on the battlefield and they are slaughtering your neighbors and your children, And you actually may not think I should use cuss words, but let me ask you a question. When the elementary schools are now putting out books to teach your elementary students how to have anal sex, don't you think a fuck you is in order? He's not godly. I'm so godly, it's amazing. And you know what? The Republican Party try to play like they're nice guys. And what they do is they keep us in this issue. Now, granted, I don't go in front of a Senate hearing and say, fuck you. I can do it very eloquently. Nor would I do it on somebody else's program. But this is my program. This is my house. You came into my house. I heard an F-bomb. I'm going to run. Thank you. See, because let me give you an example. The left tells you we hate you. We hate your God. We hate your country, and we're going to fuck your kids. And I have more respect for the left because the left tells you the truth. The right says, we don't engage in that kind of stuff. Turn the other cheek as they take money and rape us. They're the deceitful ones. And so here you come across a show, and the only thing you get out of this The only thing you get out of it where you think you need to make a comment is, I said, an F-bomb. Well, you've been trained well. You've been pacified very well. You will make an incredible socialist, and then you will morph into a very obedient communist. But when they march us into the lines, here's a few things you'll find about me. I won't duck and run. I will walk right up to the communist soldiers. I will look them in the eye and I will say, fuck you. And if I get a chance to get a hold of their gun, I'm taking as many of them with me as I can before they finally get me. Just so you can be safe. And you can have somebody that is willing to fight to show you we have to fight. That's how i made. And that's what this takes. And so, if that means you've left my program because I dropped an F-bomb, okay, more power to you. More power to you. You're better than me. You are so much better than me that I don't even deserve to be in your orbit, and your eyes of righteousness do not even deserve to be grouped with this same group of humans that are mere sinners. In fact, I just want to thank you for gracing me with your divine, incredible, sinless, perfect presence. It's not often that I get people who are just like Jesus to hang out with me. I am so honored. Now, granted, you forgot that Jesus got pissed and ran out the money changers and turned over the tables, but then again, he didn't have the ability. He didn't have the ability to, well have the advanced knowledge and education and and peace you had. He was so woefully inadequate that even he didn't have the skills you have of restraining from vulgarities of words. And I just want to let you know, you have graced the thousands of us watching this program, Gratitude 777. You have graced them. With your leadership by example to basically tell people, fuck you, I'm out of here. If you say fuck you, fuck the truth, I don't care about the fucking truth. Don't you ever fucking hurt my ears. Prime example. They always out themselves just like the trolls and my background, just like the trolls. They have been told, if you claim Jesus, and you say Jesus enough, you must be Jesus-worthy. I see the opposite. I think the people that have to say it and claim it every time are so insecure and inadequate, they're trying to con you by saying it every time. And I don't go by what people say. I go by what people do. And I go by digging in the facts. And I go by by excavating the facts. Because only the data and the facts prove... The truth. And by the way, if you don't think it's time to stand up and tell all of these rat bastards to fuck you, well, you're not made for a time such as this. I have a lot more on this topic. I am going to break down every single comment Mr. Brainerd has said. I am not in 100% agreement with Mike Lindell. I'll answer that one question. I have decided, regardless of the indict from Mike Lindell, that I'm not going to attend this event. And this thing never talked about before, nobody's ever talked about it before, said for a reason, I know who's involved, I know what's up, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stand there and validate it. I'm not going to promote it. Mike knows this. I sent him an email. Says I'm not going to promote it. I love you. Mike knows I love him to death. But I'm I'm not going to do it because here's what I'm going to do. I don't care about other people's work because I, I I'm only here to talk about my work. I'm only here to talk about what I know. I'm only here to share with you the piece of me of my knowledge base and what I know. That's it. I'm here to share with you a piece of me. You can accept it or reject it, but I will not be participating in the event because I think I would be lying to myself. I would be dishonest with myself. It would be disingenuous, and it would be something I don't necessarily support because I understand the facts and everything in the matter, and I disagree with the execution of it. And I think it may potentially mislead people. And because all of us hadn't talked together and worked out the real strategy, I think we're lost a bit. And so I am choosing, as others have chosen, I am choosing to pursue what I know for myself is right, And that's why I want to give you the tools, folks, to try to make your own decisions. You are not required to like me, love me, or be here. I just want to give you at least the truth, and you make your own decision, because I respect you, and you're an adult. And it's all up to you. The choice has always been yours, and the cure has always been yours. I love you all.
5: Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you you've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap what can i do to help save the america i love and the answer is learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap cut the crap's not just a radio program it's a movement the right kind of movement which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority and we're just not gonna take it anymore make sure you're following joe von and Pulitzer on all social media see you next week and between now and then take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap 260
1: million of you shop here weekly and did you know you spend about 1400 dollars each year two and a half million of you shop here daily and you give them a thousand dollars each year combined that's a half a trillion dollars annually and you think it's the american way to shop think again. Your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations. The consumable products you buy, well, they're washing America down the drain. Think about where you spend your money. Folks, we have to save America from socialism. We need to make the woke go broke. First things first, and that's America first. You need to follow the money. You need to follow your money and make the woke go broke. So, I will show you how to save America from socialism. Go to makewokegobroke.click. Yes, dot click. Makewokegobroke.click. Makewokegobroke.click and do it now
7: jovonhuddenpulitzer.locals.com is the only place a true patriot can stay informed free of charge without censorship over 18.5 million plays it's Jovan hudden pulitzer it's absolutely a government triangulation
1: they are literally putting mike lindell in the crosshairs they get to choose 250 ballots of their choosing now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what really happened. Even I had no idea how dirty they play this game of censorship until I lost my
7: social media. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit JovanHuttonPulitzer.Locals.Com today. I guarantee you,
1: you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the world.